It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 108, Drive Back of the Purple Pants Podcast. I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. I hope everyone has had a wonderful three-day weekend, okay, as we drive back to work, as we drive back to our responsibilities. I hope we all enjoyed ourselves. I hope we got to spend some time with the family, got a little vacation in, got to spend some time once with your boo thing, okay, but right now, we driving back to the Purple Pants Podcast. If you have not already, you know the Purple Pants podcast is available on apple podcast spotify podcast okay wherever it is that you get your podcasts from make sure you hit the subscribe button okay write a review and give your baby boy some five stars okay baby boy just drove back from a nice unexpected little mini vacation i went away to uh, rehoboth beach in delaware which was my first time visiting the Delaware beaches. I'm normally a New Jersey type of beach person. I'm normally a Miami beach type of person. I never really got to spend a lot of time in the Delaware beaches. And it really was a win-win for me because my mom lives literally on the way to the Delaware beaches. She lives about 45 minutes from the Delaware beaches. So I got to spend time with Barb and John. John, we hung out. We went to this restaurant. And before we had to wait to be seated, we went to the bar. Child, I ain't never been to the bar with my mom and her husband before. Okay, that was an experience. Um, But, you know, I couldn't stay for long because get this. Okay, sunshine. Done been invited to a dog party. And my mom and John drove like two and a half hours, got a hotel room so Sunshine could go to a party. Okay, first of all, growing up, I, you know, I wasn't really allowed to go to that many parties. And Barb was damn sure not driving me no two hours. Okay, she's sending me photos. She bought socks. She bought the dog socks because the dog was going to be in a hotel room and my mom ain't know how they was cleaning the hotel room. I'm going to need somebody from the Purple Pants Posse to let Barb know that Sunshine is a dog and they don't wear socks. So Sunshine then had a whole little birthday party that she had to go to. So my mom and John drove two hours and stayed overnight. Anyway, back to my Delaware Rehoboth Beach story. So I went with some friends. Um, I was kind of sort of third wheeling it. But, you know, listen, OK, call me a tricycle because I had a great time. But we went to the beach. Um, we went to the beach every day. But on Saturday, we went to like, you know, we were trying to just figure out where the popping beaches was at. So ain't nobody was ain't, ain't nobody told me 
that Rehoboth Beach is kind of like the gay beach, baby. I went up on the beach and I felt like it was a family reunion. All I saw was the girls out, okay? I was like, oh my God, it really was giving me like Miami Beach during Black Gay Pride. There were so many of my family out there and I was like worried that my friend was going to feel uncomfortable. He, he, he was mighty fine and was like just enjoying himself, but it really just like took me back to the sense of like I don't think I've ever been on a beach before and felt that comfortable just to be like you know listen they was playing Beyonce it was Beyonce weekend um it just was like an experience for me okay and I'm gonna have to say Rehoboth if I'm coming back okay I'm coming back it was uh so Purple Pants Posse I'm cussing y'all out ain't nobody tell told the baby boy Rehoboth Beach was the girls okay cause when I tell y'all baby and and I, I'm assuming it was the section of the beach that we were on was maybe just like the LGBTQ plus friendly. But, uh, baby, I'm going back. I didn't bookmarked it. OK, listen, the men's that was out there, whoo, the bodies, baby, I was sucking in my stomach, getting in the water. OK, catching people. I'm like riding in the waves. I feel like, ooh, who looking at me? Hello. How are you? You know, OK, matter gave my number out a couple of times. But listen, I'm single. I could do that. Don't be all in my business, okay? That's my business. Don't do that. But I really had a great weekend. It was really unexpected. So, like, you know, babe, I was just chilling, went out to dinner, uh, went bike riding. It was really fun. I, 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 Again, like I said, I've never really been to, like, the Delaware beaches. I'm always, like, a New Jersey beach type of person. And another thing. So, whenever I, for my experience as a black queer man, um, when we are in large spaces where we are the others, whether it be I because I'm queer, whether it be because I am black, I always kind of sort of like test the temperature of the areas. Now, I don't know if everyone does this all the time, but for me, this is like my lived experience. And so whenever I'm in a space where I am clearly the minority, and a lot of the times when I go to the shores, like the Jersey Shore, uh, there are only a handful of black people. And um, I happen to go to the Jersey Shore, the same group of friends that I went to Delaware with. And while we were in the Jersey Shore, I was explaining to them, I'm raised with manners. I'm a polite person. So anytime we would like walk the boardwalk or get up early in the morning and like walk in the de- the New Jersey area, uh, we would walk past large groups of, you know, predominantly white families. And you get this sense of like, I don't want to, I don't want to use the term not welcome, but again, I'm a friendly person. If I, I walk past someone, even if it's on my own block. Hello. Good morning. How are you? You know, and the area that I live in in Philadelphia is a very diverse area. It's very friendly. Ask Dr. Amanda. Okay. Like, you know, our neighborhood is very like you, you see people you speak. Um, so in New Jersey, and I always get this feeling. When you walk by people, they don't speak. They look at you like it's weird. And so I always ask my friends this, um, sometimes even my white friends. And they're like, mm, I don't really think about things like that. But for me, as a black man of color, I always I, I'm always aware. Um, and I always just, you know, I, my mom raised me to speak. So whenever you're in places where people just don't speak, it just leaves you very uncomfortable. And that's honestly what I get in New Jersey. Now, I have to say there was a 
stark difference when I was in Delaware. When I tell you the the folks, and again, I, we were very much the minority there. Uh, a lot, uh, mostly all the time, we were the only people of color. Um, and the people were hello, good morning, like oh my god, like we were actually walking, and there was a group of family coming. They had strollers, and we just got walked on the street so they could have the sidewalk. The family was like, oh my god, thank you so much. We got so much going, like just, just so different. And I, I was just like, wow, I've never. Um, and those type of things stand out to me. And I, we just had a whole conversation about it. And I don't know if anyone listening ever experiences that when you go places you're unfamiliar, like if you ever kind of test the the waters out by just a simple hello or whether or not people look at you or whether or not when you're walking on the same street as them, they grab their purse or like, you know, or the woman will move to the inside. Like, you know, just little stuff that for me happens all the time in my everyday life that I just am, I'm, I'm just so conditioned to it. Um, but I just I noticed things like that. And I just have to say the climate, um, I felt very comfortable in Delaware. And I was just like, OK, Delaware, I'm going to have to be back. I'm going to have to bring Barb. But I'm just curious, Purple Pants Posse, if you guys ever experience anything like that or when you go places, do you ever test the temperature? Uh, do you ever feel like unwelcomed? Like I don't know. I, do they make you want to drive back? Uh, but yeah, so that was just kind of sort of my experience. Let me know to my people that's out in Delaware or go to the Delaware beaches or if you've been to New Jersey beaches, you know what they give at times. But um, I'm really excited for this week's episode. I got a nice juicy episode for you. You know, I got the church announcements and then we have Jatia back. Okay, fresh out of House Hunters. She is reporting the Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay, we got three episodes to cover and this is a Purple Pants Premonitions Week. We've got Gangster Gurry back on the building with us. And you know we got Freak of the Week. So listen, without further ado, ain't no need to drive back, okay? Because I'm giving you the church announcements. <laughs> And on this week's church announcements, if you don't know already, if you haven't seen last week, my brother and I, Wendell, broke the internet. We announced Bay Bay. Bryce and Wynn presents The Return is back. We are throwing a watch party in New York City for the premiere of season 41. We are so excited. Um, you know, we released the tickets and practically in a day, okay? Practically in a day, the tickets have sold out, okay? So listen, if I'm telling you this now, you might be a little too late. We got some tickets left. I think the VIP tickets are the only tickets that are left. But I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart uh, for always supporting any and everything that I do. And I am so excited. Um, so yes, we are throwing a watch party. We're trying to keep it safe, okay? Due to the New York mandate, you have to show your vaccination card in order to enter the venue. But we are so excited. Listen, 41 is back. Survivor is back. I'm ready to wet my whistle Wednesdays, okay, and scream for some survivors. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, please click the link in my bio or Windows bio and get your tickets. Now, listen, I know I said it's sold out, okay, but you know I got to look out for the Purple Pants Posse. So listen, I want to give a pair of tickets, well, actually two pair of tickets. So one pair of tickets I want to give away to some of my listeners that listen, I haven't figured out 
what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it. But maybe if you just DM me and say, baby boy, me and my friend want to come, I might just bless you. But listen to my New York, New Jersey and Pennsylvania fans. Wendell and I are looking for a photographer. So, baby, if you got if you could take them photos and, you know, baby boy is very particular about how my photos come out. You got to get the right angle. OK, I got to make sure I'm sucking in my stomach. I got to make sure I'm posing for you. Right. OK, if you can take amazing photos and you can show me some of your work. OK, D- DM the baby boy or email me at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. I love for you to come to the event and take some photos. Also, if you are a videographer, okay, you can make some amazing videos. You could take some amazing clips and put it together for us and, and like a caption or a reel that we can use. That would be amazing. So listen, if you're a photographer or you're a videographer, okay, and you want to come to the watch party and show your talents off, hit me in the email, purplepantspodcast podcast at gmail.com i got a ticket for you to come to the bryce and win presents also i got two other tickets i want to give away to the posse so listen if you're listening okay email your boy and that is this week's church announcements we back okay we it ain't no drive back because we going forward now let's get into the menu it's a man who, it's a man you, eating potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, eating potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week, okay? We about three weeks out, but listen, nevertheless, we are here with the new Chicago home on the Chicago home owner. Okay? Yes, back, back, Bay back Bay. again. The star of HGTV's House Hunter herself, Miss Jatia Hart Taylor. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I'm super excited. If you guys don't know what Bryce is referring to, I was on House Hunters with my yes. hubby and my cute kids who may interrupt at any time. But really, I'm just trying to like get Wendell to want to work on my house. So oh. if you guys could send him that message that... Okay. His carpentry skills are needed over here. Yes. We are here for it. So, yes, we we watched the episode. You know, I was a fan, so I was not a fan of the super modern home. Um, I was really a fan of the first home that had the rental property. I was here for it. I was here for the, I was here for the silver fox. He, he wants to sell me a home. He can. And you're funny. He is very cute. Yes. He's like one of those people who were like gangly, like when they were young, but then grew very, you know, like. uh, What's what's gangly mean? Like real skinny and awkward and stuff like that. And and then like as a man blossomed in, Uh you know, to his features. I think he's very handsome. Yeah. No, I think your realtor is very handsome. He can sell me a a, a coach house. Yes. But you decided to go with the older home, with the coach house, with the rental property, with the staircase. I was loving it. I felt like it was a, a happy medium for you and Graham because, you know, Graham with that income. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I love my house and my men mature. So, oh, oh. yes, I, okay. I need you to bring some value and some some, you know, sense of being you've been there. You've done that. Well, you know me. You're I willing mind. to do it oh. with me and for me. Yes. Oh, OK. Houses, well, listen, I, men. I, 
<laughs> I don't mind my house is modern and I don't mind a young buck. Okay, so listen. <laughs> but yes, so how is the home? Are I'm assuming you're are you recording from the podcast closet? Absolutely. Of course. I am, yes, from my cloth, as I like to call it, my closet oh. office. Yes. Okay. With it's it has a desk right in front of the window that's retractable. So when I need runway room or backdrop room so a lot of the um my very funny stories on my insta are are shot in this hair clothes oh okay here yes. for it so congratulations on the yeah, home congratulations you. on the hgtv star okay you was hilarious it was very much the tear from kagiyan okay what you see on tv is definitely what you get right <laughs> We got some business to take care of. Yeah, three episodes to unpack, which I really feel like are really it's really just one long episode, and it's really the. Dun, they dun, really dun, tried dun, to dun. stretch. They really tried to stretch it because I feel like, damn, we've spent three episodes pretty much in Williamsburg. Four, really. Well, I, I really would say it's a, we almost spent like four episodes in Williamsburg. Wow. Um, and this was the big where we know Giselle had talked to Ashley about the possible rumors. And, you know, I didn't really feel like it was from a malicious place. Because, uh-huh. you know, nothing, you, you have nothing or to say about no I, no I mean I do think it is so there's a lot to unpack so I do think the well, way she wanna, it, let's, okay. oh, oh. let's unzip it then oh oh okay oh child I, I like to swear mama Cholman say that too but um <laughs> no. Listen, so Ashley arrived with her breast milk, and you know, we already know the tickets were get high. Off this woman, <laughs> breast milk. Okay, that is liquid gold. That is sustainability at its finest. Okay. Okay, so she came with her liquid gold. We already know that Wendy and Giselle tensions were high uh, the night before. Uh, Giselle had questioned, like, the change, okay? Not to do what you show showing your body, but there definitely is a change. She never said she did not have substance. Just want to make that clear. So tensions between okay. Giselle and Wendy were already high. Ashley took Wendy to the side and said, hey, Wendy, um, you know, there are rumors circulating about your husband. And from there, Wendy went up. I really feel like the way that Ashley preferenced, uh, am I saying that right? Preferenced it? No, preference it. Preference. Preface. Oh, preface. Prefist. Uh The yeah. conversation was, you know, very shady list and baby what Cardi say if it's up then it's up then it's up then it's stuck baby when day Zen win was on a thousand she came back out cussing and fussing and I for me honestly Can I tell I really- you I don't understand those lyrics I don't get it like if it's up, it's up, it's up, it's stuck. What? Explain it to me, please. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck, okay? It's, you know, if it's going up, it's going up. It ain't coming back down. And that's where Zen Win was. And Zen Win, it really felt like Zen Win all season has been looking for this moment. She wants this, like, I really felt like she was looking for this moment. And, um, you know, she, don't you come for my family. And just, and here's the thing, and cause I've talked about this with my friend Sarah, and, Wendy what was Sarah coming. Gotta say, Wendy, Sarah got to say. Sarah has something good to say, not like you. Like, what is Wendy was coming for Giselle's neck. 
And a lot of the times my critique with Giselle is that like, you know, in your confessionals, you are spicy, bricey, but in person, you don't bring that same energy. Um, well, however, that's because she's had people like, I don't think she very quick on her feet. No, no, that's Karen. No, Karen is very quick on her feet, but Karen, she likes to get the, the catch fate, catch phrases from the girls and bring them to the show and they don't always be working. But no, I really, I would say in a back and forth spar, Giselle is not the best. However, during this spar, when Wendy was going very low, I think I have to, I had to tip my hat off to Giselle because first of all, some of the things that Wendy was saying was like, you, you don't even have a relationship to like, you. she just was going low. And for me, if you go low, I'm going to go right low with you and I'm going to cuss you out. I really felt like it took poise for Giselle not to entertain it because it's like she could have gave her what she wanted and they could have went back and forth. Giselle was sipping on her low. I honestly think that Giselle is just not quick enough to think of something. No, I I, I honestly think I think I think that if she had it in her, she would. I'm being I, look. You can have your all you want to, but that's my opinion. I don't okay. think that she's quick enough to come back at the, at them. So that's why I, I think she just thinks to sit there with the blank face. I just felt like she was an adult and did not. Uh, she didn't gaslight Wendy. She just let Wendy have her thing. And even at that time, Robin was like, "I just I'm curious. Like, what is it that you are so upset about?" And Bebe Zen wins target one on Robin, and Robin was like, "You don't even have a rule." relationship and that sent uh robin to tizzy like well girl i don't have no beef with you why are you coming for me i'm 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 not taking sides i'm just asking you in the group since you want to be coming for my bestie like what is it that you are so upset about and zen when came for giselle I mean, came for Giselle and Robin. And listen, Robin was quick on her feet and Robin was giving Wendy what she wanted. Okay, Robin was funny. And really, that's the one I'm more um, mad about because like, yeah, she went really low with Robin. And, you know, I felt like Robin was quick on her feet. Robbie can come back at it. And I don't know. I think uh, old girl Zen Win just be seeing red and just be going for the jugular. And I, I'm like, girl, you are on this TV show and this is what y'all do. Like, literally, if y'all did not do this, there would be no. There will be. And so th- this is my whole thing. So then we got a Karen confessional. Karen was like, everyone knew about the blogs. But of course, Messy Giselle had to bring it to the table. And I'm just like, you are on the real housewives. Do you think your husband being in the blogs? And again, like, that's why they even said Ashley would be the best person to bring it to Wendy because it's like, we know Ashley and Michael. Michael been all over the blogs with men, women, and, you know, hotels, at the gay clubs, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, if you're on the Real Housewives, like, wh- what did you expect? And so that's why I just feel like with Wendy, it's like, girl, I, I, I feel like you, your gripe with Giselle is if you were really my girlfriend, you would have brought this to me privately. And so I, I a hundred percent agree with that. I do feel like Giselle could have brought it to her privately. However, I also feel like you're on the real housewives. Okay. It, it like how can you not expect the women to talk about it like it's just like girl so that's what, that's what this whole freaking show is about so yeah right I 
don't know. I guess maybe she was like, you know, this is one of the things that should not have been. You well, know. girl, you want the storyline. You-, <laughs> you want this moment so bad, honey. You trying to get it from the ladies. But baby, the moment is coming from Eddie. Now, also, let me just Eddie. drop some. Let me drop some tea that uh, one of my oh, Instagram God. pages then gave uh-huh. me was that around the time of this episode that it aired, it looked like Eddie had went on an unfollowing spree um, of about 400 pages he unfollowed. However, the the blog site that I follow, they were saying some of the people that he did not follow follow or unfollow was a lot of these Instagram girls. A lot of these girls. Okay, that, come on well, now. I, like, I, 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 la, la, no, well, listen, la, let me just say uh, he, he he was following a lot of the, the busty women and a lot of the big booty women. And um, it just leads me to believe that where there's smoke, there may be fire. And it's like now all of a sudden, Zen Wind is busty Zen Wind and got a big old booty. If you husband like a certain type that's all I'm gonna say that's well, all first I'm, of all, all I'm I mean say. like it's a whole bunch of black men like I don't know what a black man uh, well it's not that I don't know but there are lots of black men who follow the Instagram girls I'm I'm just so, I, whatever I, I I'm know. just it's, saying and yo look your little blog you sent me that blog that was I did and you didn't comment on it because it was trash. And I sent you the eyes emoji too. But it's cool because you don't like to comment on stuff like that. But if I send you Giselle stuff, then you all, you got a lot to say. Um, so then I thought it was hilarious. And then also Mia, let's just. Um, I really, I really. I'm getting tired of Mia. I, I, I'm getting tired of her giving I actually like, right. Uh-huh. Boneyard carrying. Um, what's her flip, name? Flip flop. Sheree. Yes, yes. So because she doesn't have that much of a storyline. And I just thought it was interesting because now we are seeing her storyline with her and her mom. Yes. And I really appreciated I, that more than anything. A hundred percent for sure. Um, we can get into the mom, but I just think it's very interesting that like w- when Giselle was like uh, after they had went back to the guest house and the other girls were there, um, they were basically Giselle was like, I bet Wendy is crying on uh, Karen's shoulder. And sure enough, Zen Wen was shedding tears like he's such a good man. He's such a good man. He doesn't deserve this. OK. And then, you know, Giselle was saying like maybe she's not strong enough to be on here. And baby, the tea that Mia brought back to them was Giselle said, this B is weak. So it's like, come on, Zen. Come on, Mia. Uh, but she botched that big time. So big, I'll say that. Big, big, and big. It, it made it really calls into question her reliability to relay information. So yes. you're going to be carrying bones, baby. You got to carry the right bones. You can't be bringing, uh, you're supposed to be bringing human remains and you uh, got dog bones and shit. Like, you got to get yourself together. Come on. No, no, no. But since we are on uh, Mia, this recent episode, she had her mom on um, and she's What you typing? I feel uh, like you're trying, yeah, like, what you doing? You trying to bring up a clip, a sound clip? I feel uh, like that's no. what you're doing on me. That's my, I have my pen, my trusty little pen. It's my anxiety pen. Um, but no, and you know, again, I love these type of storylines. I love when any of the shows that I watch, they go 
deeper than a surface level. And you know, my social work kind of kicks in. Mia revealed to us early on that she was removed from her mother's care. Um, and so she says that she doesn't really have a very good relationship with her mom. And she wants to kind of like embark on having a deeper, conver- deeper conversation with her mom. However, she does not want to trigger her mom. Her mom just got out of rehab. And so she was nervous about bringing these type of things up. Now, my first red flag to this like meet up with her mom was if your mom just got out of rehab okay and you are nervous about having a conversation with her should y'all be drinking should y'all be drinking limoncello like that for me was like uh, okay and then also you know my mental health background you know my my family work uh she starts the mom and mind you first of all the mom was very real and um the mom reminded me of ashley's mom first season now ashley's mom to me now is very hollywood and like you know she knows what to give (laughs) but in the beginning when Michael was paying that rent and her mom was kind of sort of a mess she was giving us very raw her and that's what Mia's mom was doing I felt like she shared some of us things of like when Mia was growing up she would say she said to me like I would say to myself I can't stand you because you remind me a lot of your father look let me tell you something people don't like to admit that but like this is why it is so important about who you choose to have children with because Mm. that's half of them for the rest of your life Mm. like so Mia's mom said go ahead I'm sorry no I I know people like you're not supposed to admit that but I I feel like there are people who feel resentful of their children because they don't like the other parent no right and it was very awkward and then Mia went right into like well what did my dad do and so another red flag for me during this conversation was her mom very clearly said I don't want to go down this road um and And then for her to share that on tv it was like it was like um emotion emotion porn you know right it's just like so uh, when you talk in the jig you're saying you don't want to trigger your mom and here your mom is setting very clear boundaries like i don't really want to talk about that right now but she pressed on and you know the mom shared that you know the the father is what got her into drugs um she also shared about the incident in which mia got removed and and I also, you know, there's been a lot of people online that say that, that you know, I live in the comments because for me, that's just, I love to see what people are saying. And a lot of people always comment on Mia's skin. They say she has really bad skin. Um, and I don't know if this is the reason, but, you know, she had second and third degree burns from her dad. I don't know whether or not he was using, having another woman in the home. The mom went to work and, you know, Mia was cooking on the stove by herself. She's not old enough to remember, but you were yet cooking and had oatmeal burnt on her face. Um, And so it was just like, I just felt like the mom was giving us really raw and being very vulnerable with us. And I also couldn't help but notice that the more deeper the story got, and again, I feel like this is very shady of Bravo, they always would zoom in on the mom drinking the limoncello. Like, you know, like she was like I didn't even catch on to that, but I feel like all the stuff her mama shared could have been shared over like the rest of the season like oh my goodness it was just so much like it just made me feel for her it made me feel for the mom it made me feel for her dad too honestly like it was just I don't know it was real damn heavy 
it was a lot. And I don't know if you got this, but I got that Mia was very surface level with it. Like, I don't feel like Mia got deep with it. I feel like she just brushed it under the rug. And again, I, you know, from, uh, from a family, you know, child welfare perspective, I, I I do agree it's great for them to talk about it. But I just felt like Mia was not diving deep, um, and well, I felt so like her mom was thing. pouring into her. I I feel like that wasn't the place for it. Anyway, well, I don't I don't so, feel like I don't feel like the I don't feel like like this, this was something you all could like, be barefoot on the couch with a therapist or at home where you could freely talk about this, not in a freaking restaurant, you know, like I don't know. So I I felt like. I understand what you're saying. Like the, the, the conversation should have had more reverence and space to, to have that and to hold its own. And it didn't, but I don't, I mean, like, I, I don't think this conversation should have been held where it was. I don't think it should have been shown. I don't think it should have been Bravo at all. It's not, it's not because it's a very deep conversation and I don't think they gave it its, uh, it's respect. No, not at all. Not at all. And not with a limoncello. Like, I just felt not like... Not with a limoncello. That's a brown liquor conversation. Okay. At least, okay? Ooh, not a brown liquor, girl. That is no. a brown liquor conversation, okay? If you're going to get deep and spill, spill it, spill it deep deeps, you know? Like... So, Sorry. yeah, no, another thing. So back to Zenwin. So Zenwin is back home with Eddie and they're having this conversation. And Wendy's like, I've shared with you uh, some of the things that the girl said. And un- during this conversation, and again, I ain't coming for nobody marriage. I ain't got no man. I can't get nobody to text me back consistently. So I'm not <laughs> coming for Zenwin's relationship. But I know enough about red flags that. So during this conversation, y'all, um, you know, Eddie was saying how hurt he was, which he had every right to be. You know, you're anybody that is questioning your character, uh, any of that. And then he goes into this story about we know last season how Eddie's uh, Eddie and Wendy are from Nigeria. They both have like Nigerian parents. They have revealed to us that they're very strong minded. They want things their way. And ultimately, they kind of sort of sided with Wendy's mom. And so Eddie doesn't really have a relationship with his parents. And so he was saying like, you know, they know everything that we been through and you know uh-huh. and you know like you know for us to even be together and why like why would they bring that to this like knowing how much it took for us to be together why would I be out here in the streets doing that it just don't make sense that don't make sense now here's what I'm gonna say for and this is why now granted everything that he's saying yes it makes sense but listen a dog gonna be a dog no matter what so it don't matter how much y'all went through to get through whatever if you gonna cheat you gonna cheat and so for me I just felt like that narrative that like I don't know I felt like he was trying to give us the poor him story and I feel like that was like a curveball. You get what I'm saying? Like you feel like you, he's like, why? What? We did all of this to be together. Why would I be out here in the street? Well, why would I, anybody cheat? Why? Like I, that, that, like so. I think that yeah, what he got to say ain't got nothing to do with um, whether I think that's the truth or not. Because I mean, what else was he gonna say? Like, first of all, ain't nobody thinking about what you went through when they talk about you. They th- they talk about you, okay? Right. Uh, um. So you could you could just save that. And just because y'all went through a whole bunch, don't mean you're not cheating. Right. Not saying like, not. 
saying that he is. It is. But, like, but if you go cheat, it all matters the circumstances. People cheat on their wives when they like deathbeds. People cheat on their wife when they give birth. Like just because your parents didn't come. Like for me, that was just like a. Mm, that, didn't, that didn't make me feel one way or the other. I thought that was just him. Like, of course, what are you? You know, what are you supposed to say? But I think honestly, both of them need to stop caring so much about what other people say. That and that's it. Point blank period. Like, who cares? Uh, for me, it's, I'm I'm mad. For me, it's just giving like dragging out your storyline. You just want this. Like you, she for me. I because no, my see, like I think like Wendy was like seriously mad, and like I would have felt better about it if you were like mad for TV. Be mad for TV because that's that's your business. What Don't be what mad at her life. And mind okay. you, she doing all of these interviews coming for Giselle and all of this. And my thing is like what I really feel like Wendy is gearing up for the reunion because we all know um anyone that watches the house wives they make a lot of the decisions uh whether or not they're going to bring somebody back like i feel like it's two things it's like what you gave during the season and if you bring it during the reunion and i feel like it's just gearing up to go toe to toe she wanted to take monique place at the reunion hey can i ask okay what do we feel about the grand dame getting into the candle business Oh, let's talk about it. So we know early on in the season, Wendy wanted to, she got hot. She got happy in this and she got boo and Tay. Um, <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, she doesn't want to be a professor anymore. She wants to go into the candle line. And so she goes to Karen for advice. Now, what I think is so shady about Bravo. So we know that Karen gave her some advice. And then we know at the end of that episode, child Mia dropped three candles. Okay. <laughs> before Karen or Wendy. Now, are they single wick or triple wick? Um, I think they are. They are the like the small triple wick. Oh, okay. Because you know those are totally different. Yes. Markets. Okay. Ah! Totally different markets, and they're for a larger room. So when Karen is getting sworn in as the ambassador to Surrey County, okay, she had all the four people there. Um, Surrey represent. Uh, okay. And I thought, so at the end of it, Ray got up there and which I just thought was again, awkward. Uh, Ray was like, did you tell him the other thing? Did you tell him the other thing? Like, first of all, tell who these three people, I'm sure the three people here already know. So she goes, the Ladam is expanding into now. What do they call it? Home care, not home care. What do you call it when you go into like home goods, home goods. Okay. And she was like, and we're dropping a candle. And instantly, you know, Bravo pans the window. Zoom, zooms on Zen. And Wendy has a, a questionable face. Now, what is even more shady, what I loved, what Bravo did is they even took us back to when Wendy asked Karen about the candles. And the look, we would have never noticed it in that actual episode, but the look that Karen gave in that moment was like, ooh, I'm coming out with candles too. So, you know, Karen could have said that, but I mean, she didn't have to. It would have been a courtesy, but she didn't. She didn't have. I met it. I and here. See here. Look at you me. Ain't gotta, look, love. You ain't got to love. I met Karen. You don't got to reveal your cards to all of these heifers. Okay. So I met at that. So that was interesting as well. But now let me ask you this: Do you think she was really working on candles, or do you think Wendy inspired her? Ooh, that is hard. Hmm. 
I don't I I don't know. I, I, I can see it as a natural next step because candles are pre, pretty they're, they're a next they're, step for what perfume wigs to candles okay you're right damn I hate saying that all right I don't I, like I don't I, know yeah I don't, I don't know. know I think I now mind you just because I've just you we've heard about the grand dame I think that I hope not I this is I'll, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna give Karen the benefit of the doubt. I feel like Karen has a team. Uh, what's that white guy name who, who always be in the argument? Uh, I feel like he, like she has a team, and I feel like there are, and I feel like Karen has like a um not a vision board, but like you know a a board of things, and I feel like candles could have possibly been on there. Well, I also, set- I think candles are like low, uh, you know, low threshold to entry. Like, it's not hard to do a candle. It's not hard to get a candle made or shipped or, you know, marketing. So, right. I agree. And I think that it was on the board. But I think when Wendy said that she was coming out with a candle, I think that uh, Karen, like, she got busy to work. And again, I feel like, don't you feel like you all about sisterhood and you all about lifting Wendy up when Giselle is tearing her down? You don't think you could have gave your sister a heads up about your three wick candle sister Karen? Okay, so yeah, she that was a little shady, but you know what? I wouldn't have told nobody about my my candles neither because like but you all about women empowerment and you all about building the girls up and you want to be here for a resource. You don't feel well. Like- that's why Zen Win was one of her plus two, and she was one of the first to hear about it. Mm. Now let's pivot <laughs> a little, okay? Pivot. You know, let's you know a little. You know, everybody like a little benefit. You know, people get benefits from other people. Um, you know, I benefit. You know, people benefit from their relationships. They benefit from their marriages. I knew you would see that. That was the typing in the background. Oh. 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 Okay. Benefit is uh Miss Candace's new single now. Mind you. Oh God. I see. This is you talking about. That's my anxiety pen. That's you typing it quickly, clacking and trying to. I knew it. I knew it. Listen. So I be liking uh Candace's little singles. I ain't even going to hate. Um. So, that one was. I mean, the the three second clip I heard of it was uh, was fine. Benefits, I think, it's a little jam. We gonna have to see. Um, but I also think it's interesting because for I guess uh, last episode, so not the current episode that we just watched this week, but last episode, um, at the end of it, they showed like the mid season teaser, like you know the rest of the season, like all of the other juicy stuff. And so a lot of the girls have been doing press junkets. Um, we've seen Wendy. Uh, there's been a lot of Wendy hasn't really been a lot of Giselle but it's been a lot of Wendy and Wendy you know going in on um, Miss Giselle we've seen a lot of Karen and you know Karen doing her regular old stomping on Giselle however in some of the press junkets that I have seen of Candace Candace has been really going in on Giselle so I'm interested to see what really happens uh, to their relationship throughout the rest of the season now we know that uh, when they were at this table when Robin was sharing about how what why was saying, uh, you know, when they kind of were asking Wendy about the sudden changes, uh, Candace also came up in that conversation. And again, I feel like they're hating on Giselle because I felt like Giselle gave Candace 
sound advice. Giselle was like, I don't really know how I feel about Chris not working and being your manager. It's really riding the coattails. And I feel like it must have strung a chord because, of course, you know, Karen, Escala, and Wendy all brought struck. it back up. Struck. Okay, struck. What did I say? Okay. Strike? Strung. But that's uh, all right. You got the struck. You got the struck part. Uh, it's know. a strong struck strike. It hit a chord because... Boom. It, it seems hit. like in her confessionals, Miss Candace is throwing a lot of shade to Giselle. And we see uh, in a her and Chris talking, and she says what Giselle says. And... I I just also feel like Nem, you're married. I'm not. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm I, listening for this one. Go ahead. I feel like everything your girlfriends say about your partners, I don't feel like you always need to bring it to your partners. Absolutely correct. Because because then it like creates this. You supposed to you supposed to cut them out and not let them in. Well, on right. It. You know. But um, I you know so she brought it to Chris and you know Chris is just like he obviously feels some type of way. However, the optics are like Miss Dorothy say Dorothy don't like Chris in the finances, and so we really get to see he's allegedly managing her. However, while he's managing her, um, and she's got these videos coming up for drive back, drive back. You know you got that drive back, drive back. Hold on, wait. There you go. Oh. See, that's the clicky, yeah, yeah. clicky clack in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Get to the chorus. Where we at? Hold on. Oh, Drop back. Okay. Right back. So anyway. Um, yes. Anyway. So I think that like the only thing that she could have possibly said to him was Giselle said something about you, but I handled it. Don't you worry about it. Like that's what you're supposed to. Like you're supposed to. You should be like I cut the half out. That's. The, I mean, because you're supposed I, to run for your husband. And also, if you bring that to your husband, you're supposed to be like, but babe, I know that's not true because I know you hold it down for me. She kind of just proved the point. Like she proved Giselle's point, in my opinion. I think she could have handled it differently. Um, And then separate from that, if he is not handling what he needs to do, then you do need to separate that because nothing is more important than your relationship. And you can get somebody else to manage your career you can't get somebody else to be your husband Mm, well i mean you can i mean you can but like and not keep the one you got so that's that's i mean like yeah your relationship is the most important this is supposed to be the most important relationship in your life so other things need to take a backseat so my just thing is if he's supposed to be managing you got these videos and on this episode bravo showed three different engagements where chris could have should have would have been there he wasn't she's got these videos coming up and he booked oh he'd have been fired he'd have been fired i mean that (laughs) that that event straight up fired and not nothing and and not you know you want a husband you're so bad honestly i think who would be the best manager for you candace you know where i'm about to go with this dorothy will get you a number one okay honey would be chris generating okay okay i i mean but granted i really be driving back okay (laughs) 
You be driving back to that other house that's still furnished. You know, I'm just mind my business on that. Uh, so it, it it lays the seed. Uh, I feel like this conversation that she has with Chris because then it kind of sort of like they get into a fight because Chris want to go play golf because you know he got to do his stuff and you know Candace's stuff and he need a little time for himself. But I'm just confused because the last time we seen you, Chris, it was about eleven o'clock and you was drinking some alcohol. So it seemed like you had a lot of time on your hands. Anyway. Way. But I, look, I I I think this might be just a little bit too much for him, and like, just I don't think she should have put that pressure on him. But you know what? I hope they work it out. So I, do I. I, I, I. They're a great couple. It was pretty damn entertaining watching them trying not to cuss each other out and like uh, muttering under their breath. That was pure comedy to me. The shade for me was when Chris walked out and Candace had to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she making the money. You know, he asked for the allowance so he could pay the bill, but she ain't get some. So clearly then he was so I was like, oh. <laughs> which leads us to the climax of this episode, which for me, it's like, listen, Bravo, if you listening, we tired of y'all Shopping the them damn episodes for the next episode. OK, and you give us all this juiciness and then, and then the last 58 seconds of the episode. I mean, for like, for all of this, we could just watch the preview. Like, I, I just get confused. However, you know, Giselle, it's Robin's birthday. Uh, you know, Giselle is seeking a life coach. And, you know, Robin, Giselle wants to celebrate her uh, while the grand dame is picking out her wedding dress. Um, at, uh, I ain't never seen nobody pick out a wedding dress at the location that you're going to have your wedding. Yeah, I uh, thought that was a little interesting. Uh, and I agree that they're going to need to zhuzh up the outside. Yeah, it was given very much. Stri- you know, you know whose wedding it was reminding me of? Candy Burris Candy. from Atlanta. Ah! Okay, because she definitely got married outside of a strip club or not a strip, a strip mall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Candy's wedding was tacky. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't like anything of it. Like, I mean, I like the thing. And mind you, this is like random. This is like Atlanta four years ago. Um, I didn't really like Candy's. I, I mean, I liked a lot of the the thought process into it, but it was just too much. Uh, it, it wasn't cohesive for me, but. Um, while they are looking for dresses and I guess, you know, getting the, the place ready, uh, Mia says, and again, Mia is so shady. Like, yeah, so I got a message from Giselle and I noticed uh. you guys were on there. And then Bravo pulls up the screenshot and it's like Mia sticks her eyes. Oh my God, I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I agree with you on that one. That was interesting to say the least um and i thought it was a little shady that she was like yeah i don't know she's not doing a good job of like playing the um i don't know she she yeah. presents one way and and be like she she had like she'd be going hard to be like i told them da, 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 da. and then that person yeah. comes around and be like oh no hard eyes no emoji i think you have a great soul i'm like girl bye yeah, not at all. Uh, but the one thing I will say is, but to this point, whether who, whatever side that she's playing, she still is team Karen. And I think that she makes it very clear. Um, so Giselle is throwing Robin a birthday party. She invites Scala. She invites Ashley. She invites Candace and, uh, who else? Robin and herself. Um, also just want to note at this dinner, Giselle had a new wig on and I felt like Giselle's outfit should be meeting the uh the Jatia standard. 
Well, I'll tell you this. It must have because I don't remember off the mm. top of my head what she had on because I Convenient. will always. No, I will. I'm, I'm just saying it must have been nice because it maybe did not you stand should. Okay, maybe you need to bust a U and turn it right back on. Giselle was slaying for the girls. You know what? See, this is I, I I broke out my zipper and now you are just like going overboard. Oh my god. Okay, whatever. You got that one. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll bust a Yui. And, okay. uh, if, if you need to drive back, it. we can. Okay. <laughs> I'll give her this one. She gets she gets a pass on this one. It was not hideous. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, her makeup was on point. The hair was on point. Um, so anyway, they quickly, once all the girls get there, they really start talking about, oh, so Karen has sent a message through Mia. <laughs> Child, it was like, Karen sending a message to Mia is almost like our postal service during the COVID time. Huh. You ain't going to get it, okay? You might as well just drive it back now. And I think that the grand dame is taking the high road and basically saying, like, listen, I will dead all of this. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say dead all of this. Oh. Uh, let's use another oh, term. Right. Because I was about to say because you are insulting her family. Okay. She's saying if she can at least acknowledge that using death in the same sentence about referring to Ray hurt her children, she should be able to get over it. Now, mm-hmm. in the same token, I feel like it's just like, okay, you, you bringing that up from six years ago, but you aren't, you don't want to, say the stuff that you said about Jamal whether it be true or not it affected Giselle's young children but anyway she sent a message to Mia saying tell Giselle if she can acknowledge that we can get over it so you know the whole Karen Wendy situation comes up and for whatever reason Candace um, has a hard on for Ashley Um, and I like I don't think I, yeah, I don't know. It's just a continuation of last season. It's really like just basically say the girl wrote a statement against you. And so all this season, you're not willing to forgive her and you just want to come at her at any chance that you get. And I and I will stick by you and I support you. However, what I definitely was not feeling, Candace, was the body shaming on Ashley, especially oh knowing my. that she just had. Now, I will say, child, when she said, and you brought your wide body, I did chuckle a little Booty. bit because I was like, Ooh. I mean, it's, 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 oh. a, it's a term that is, first of all, often used in the African uh, African American community as an insult. You know, narrow behind, wide behind, all that kind of stuff. I did not appreciate that at all. Mm. At then all, her big face and forehead, and it got an ick. So, go I don't understand what the hell Candace got, but like she always is like saying something about Ashley and her motherhood, and I don't appreciate right. it. Like, yeah, with your booby, with your titty milk, blah blah. Yeah, yeah, she's she's breastfeeding. That's beautiful. Fuck off, okay? Because you're jealous. Let's be honest. Mm. And child, and hope you don't blow up when you have your child, and expect people to give you grace because you know Ashley is a petty one. Yeah, petty, I just petty, thought petty. that I, I didn't appreciate it because not only that, but like you, she trying to raise a child. Okay, you need a manager. Okay, if somebody would have had a child, <laughs> well, you know, forty years ago, you could have your your career could have been together instead of using your husbandger. So oh. let her let her raise the next generation, okay? And you support it, honey. Yeah, I and I, I wasn't feeling that. And then you jumping on the train and you saying Giselle and Robin is body shaming Wendy. Look at you, body shaming Ashley. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. I, it it was very mean spirited, and you can like clearly say 
clearly see it got to Ashley. I was like, yeah, that, that, uh, I didn't like that. It didn't feel good. Um, and so, of course, those are the previews that we saw. And this is, that's all that we saw. Then it's to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, they left us hanging big time on that one. I was like, I, that is the reason why I was like rubbing my hands about this episode was the wide booty. And um, yeah, and they knew they knew what they was doing with that. Come on. It get old, bravo. Y'all need to drive it back. OK, drive back. Drive oh God, back. I'm so glad you didn't play it. Thank you. I, you have a lovely singing voice. I thought if I told you that you would not. Drop it. Right set. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I'd like to do a short little seg. Um, If I may and go a little bit, I know we usually talk about the Real Housewives of Potomac on here, but I just want to, you know, send some some love Mm. to Nene and Mm. the on the passing of her husband um, Mm. that just happened recently. And I am very sad to hear that. So it was colon cancer, I believe, that that he had. And so y'all. Stay healthy. Go get checked out. Don't wait till it's too late. Catch it early. Yes, yes, yes. It uh, is very, very sad. Uh, Greg Leakes passed away. Um, and we know we, he had been battling it. Uh, he battled it three years ago. He went into remission. And I know that Nene had shared maybe about six months ago that the cancer was back. Uh, we didn't know how bad it was. Um, and it is like really sad. Uh, for me, that's like my, my dad died of colon cancer. And for, you know, for me, I am at the age where I actually need to meet with my doctor to schedule a colonoscopy because, you know, being as though it's so close, uh, in the, the genealogy that, you know, I need to make sure that I'm on top of it. And they say it's one of the most preventable cancers. And so it is just really, really sad. Uh, Greg has been almost like a, uh, I want to say like a, a godfather to us through all of the, the mess of, the Nene leaks of just her, whatever. Greg's always been that kind of, you know, stable, God fearing, family loving man that everyone, no matter if you didn't like Nene, no matter what, you had to like love Greg. Yeah, um, he so. was like a star, A plus house husband, you know, like one of the very first ones. And he'd been there and it really showed, you know, how it affects people's relationships and, you know, how he struggled with it and, and, they grew apart and then together. And so he will be missed. And you guys take care of yourselves and love each other. So yes. I'm just going to stop there. I ain't good with emotions. Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of, and a lot of people are being super critical on Nini. You know, she has the Lanithia Lounge and, um, I, she was back to work the other night at the lounge. And a lot of people in the comments were like, oh, she needs to sit down. Like, you can't tell anybody how to grieve. Okay. Some people, when they grieve, they die. They put themselves right back into work. You don't know. She could have been mourning the loss of Greg throughout this whole process. So it's like, I, I hated seen those comments of like saying like oh she's doing too like no you you cannot tell someone how to grieve you can't tell like you have to let them do it on their own and if, if she's got a business to run she's still got bills to be paid and if you want to dive yourself back into work you want to keep yourself busy so that you aren't sad all the time you got to do what's best for you and you know here on this podcast I'm all about self care and I'm all about you know taking your time and it grief it, it comes in stages you know so it's whatever Nini chooses to do 
do here on the Purple Pants Podcast. You know we support her and we are absolutely sending our condolences to the the Leaks family, uh, to Brent, to Nini, to Bryce, to his other children. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a sad one. Um, loss is just something crazy. Um, but you know, we, it's, yeah, it's, it's really sad. And, um, I didn't really, I've seen it and I've been like watching all of her posts and kind of like, you know, she's been every year, she always hosts this holiday party. Um, and she gets singers to, to sing. They like favorite songs. And like, you know, the last couple of days, she's been posting, uh, clips from like at the Lanithia Lounge and from like their holiday parties of like Kiki Wyatt singing and Greg, like her, it's just, uh, so it's just important to cherish times, cherish your loved ones. You never know. Um, and that's why you got to treat every day like it's lasting. You know, give grace to people. Sometimes we get mad at people and like, you know, sometimes you don't know what people are going through and you don't know if that's going to be the last time that you'll speak or to see with someone. So it's always try to to lend grace and love. Um, so I'll tell you that I am very thankful to be here and I am really looking forward to the next time that we get together. Um, and talk about Real Housewives of Potomac and life in general. I love talking to you and interacting with the Purple Pants Posse. Yes. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, before we go, where can the people follow you at? Where can they see you at? If they want to watch your episode, what's the name of the episode on HGTV? Yes. So my episode of House Hunters is on demand on HGTV, wherever you get your service. And it is uh, season 204, episode 11, Reno's Roommates in Real Estate in Chicago. So it's me and my husband, my two cutie little booty kids, um, girl giving full sass and boys just so cute. So um Watch it. And I am on Instagram and Twitter, J-T-I-A-P-H-D, J-T-A-P-H-D and Thank you so much for having me. I love to hear from the posse. So let me know if you what you thought about this episode, what you thought about Bryce. He wrong. Tell him stop playing all that damn music all the time, too. Right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Drive back. Stream. And keeping the menu rolling, we are back this month. September has sprung. Well, I don't really know September spring. It's more like September roll around. Okay. And she, she slid on in. She slid on in. And we are here welcoming her in our bosom. And we can't start a month without our purple pants premonition. So welcome to the podcast, Gigi, a.k.a. Gangster to the Govery. Y'all know I had to come back for the month of September. Listen, when has it been a month that you haven't had me? If you don't have me at the beginning of your month, is it really your month? Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's a good question. Oh. I'm, I'm going to ask that to my bills. Uh, time <laughs> I decide not to pay. Listen, Gigi did not come on at the beginning of the month. So okay. I'm technically still in the last month where my balance. Balance is 
to date. Okay, listen. So that means that until the new month starts, you ain't got to worry about paying your rent. Don't tell nobody. So tell, don't tell your uh, landlord you said that because I don't need you getting in trouble on okay. my behalf. Okay, listen, because I, I ain't got it for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got a cot okay. or a pillow. <laughs> not, not, not a futon, no nothing. Okay, so you have to miss me with that. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, I'm just playing. But no, it's so, it's so good to be back. It's so uh, good to be back in the house with, you know, the Purple Pants Posse. You feel what I'm saying? We coming into September. You know, it's a, a new month. We got, listen, Survivor about to be back on the air and everything oh. like that. It's a, it's a beautiful month, okay? Been waiting for a long time. Long, long time, okay? Long, long time. It's the melanin for me, though. Okay, listen, it's given very, uh, very many shades, and I'm loving it. I lo- I'm loving the diversity of the cast because, you know, I already started looking into it and everything like that. So September is bringing a lot of, you know, exciting new energy, but also things that we already know that we've dealt with and it's given us a new opportunity to try again. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I don't know about you, uh, baby boy over there. Was your August given chaos and, you know, uh, craziness all over the place? Because I felt like it was a very, a very wild August. It, well, it For me, it felt like a, a, a mad dash to get everything I wanted to get in for the summer. So mm. it's definitely chaotic towards the end, for sure. Yes, I I feel a lot of the same way. I feel like it's been more of, uh, okay, we know things are changing. We know that we're adapting to like these new realities we're having to live in. And it just feels like everything is just going so fast. And we're trying to like keep up with everything, right? Everything is just moving, moving, moving. It's like I turned around and August is over. You feel what I mean? Like, and now we all the way in September. And it's like, dang, it's, is this still 2021? This year is flown. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. And in the spirit of chaoticness and, uh, keeping order before we get into this week's uh, forecast you want to break down what the purple pants premonitions are to somebody that might be new to the podcast in September welcome 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 okay absolutely listen I don't want you guys going out there like what is he even talking about how can I take advantage of this in my life where is it going so let me break it down for you this is essentially a little energetic reading for what we can expect in the month of September what I'm here to provide is a couple of different tarot cards, maybe a little oracle card for some advice if I'm feeling that way, to help us think about what have we been experiencing in our most recent past, um, what are we focused on in the present as far as the month of September is concerned, and if you take this advice, what does your future look like as long as you are staying focused on your specific goals? This is just a little bit of like those uh, those guardrails for your life, so you can notice, hey, Gigi had told me about paying attention to XYZ, so I can make sure that I do this, and then your life will be, you know, on the straight and narrow the best way that it possibly can be. So I'm just here to offer you a little guidance as we go into this month of September. So Bryce, you ready over there? You ready for this tea, honey? Yes, I'm ready. But before we even get to that, just let the people know your credentials. Let let them know what you are. Oh, okay. Who you, are, <laughs> who you be. Okay, listen. It's the introduction into okay. September. Okay? okay, listen. You said, listen, let the girls know what what you really do, what you about. Run them the tea. Um, run, run, run the receipts for the okay. girls that are trying to return something. Listen, we don't return anything without a receipt. But if okay. you have a receipt, listen. <laughs> then we can talk about it, but I'm going to give you all we the receipts. We can talk about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, my name is Gangsta Guri. Um, Gary DeAndre. Some people may Ooh. know me. I am a healer, educator, writer based out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, my primary focus is on spiritual awareness um, and how we can actualize the, the vibrations of ourselves in this day and in this age. So I'm here to provide a lot of, you know, just like life advice, you know, life guidance. I'm kind of like your woo best friend that knows a little bit about the astrology and stuff like that that's going on in the world. Um, you may have seen me on BuzzFeed. You may have seen oh, me in oh. Style Magazine. You may have seen me in <laughs> Oprah Magazine. Oh. Okay, okay, listen, which is Oprah Daily right now because you know Oprah had a little, you know, a little revamp and stuff like that. Um, you may have seen me in Vogue. Like I've been, I've been all around recently. Or you may have seen my most recent. Uh, I was a part of the Boundary Collection with Color Block, which is an organization that focuses on literary publications for Black and uh, queer people and trans people of color. Um, so listen, you may have seen me all over the world. Listen, recently. the receipts were dropped. Okay, okay, okay you they said were dropped. Receipts. I had listen. to bring all the tea. <laughs> Let the girls know we in vogue, honey. But listen, I felt like you left out one credential. I feel like the girls don't know that uh, you the soul of. Survivor. I, oh, yeah. Word on word on a block. Okay. Yes, that is actually very true. I am the, and I recently just had to pass off my crown. Um, but I'm the season three winner of Survivor Blood versus Water. Survivor New York Blood versus Water. If you yes, have not clarified, it was like, wait a minute, Survivor Blood versus Water. Okay, but you Jeremy but, Collins. Nah. <laughs> Nah, I am not that black man. <laughs> not that black man. No, I uh, played a, a fan version of Survivor um, based in New York. So if you guys haven't heard of it before, please go check it out on YouTube. And uh, you can see my, uh, as I like to call it, my kill bill to the crown because that's what it was given. Um, so you just have to get into that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I do I do all the do and I know a little bit, you know, a couple things. And I'm here to provide you guys just a little bit of guidance. Thank you, Bryce, for allowing me to have, you know, some fun sharing myself with the community. Um, and I wanted to go ahead and let you guys know that, you know, we are still in this theme of change. I don't know if you guys are aware, um, but in numerology, the year 2021 breaks down to the number five. And in numerology, um, the number five is representative of transformation. It's representative of change. It's representative of creative endeavors and creative opportunities that allow us to shift into these new realities, right? So if you think about all the things that have been happening this year, um, transpiring through this year, you've noticed a lot of things that you may have used to do, you don't do anymore. Maybe people you used to hang out with, you don't hang out with them anymore. Maybe you mm. moved recently. Um, maybe you've switched jobs. Like all of these things are representative of this energy of this five year, which is change. And we recently just went through um, the Lionsgate portal on August 8th. I think it spanned all the way to about August 13th. So this was a lot of that change um, that we had been experiencing was happening like at a faster rate. And I feel like we are all trying to basically just like regather our wigs from the summer. This summer has been very, very difficult for most people. A lot of people have been feeling a lot of stress, um, a lot of overwhelm. It's a lot happening globally. So this is just a theme that is kind of like latent in our lives as we step into the month of September. Um, what's important for us to remember is we are coming from, you know, dealing with a lot of these situations that have caused us heartbreak, that have caused us, you know, overwhelm, that have caused us, you know, to feel like we are not connected to ourselves. Um, and in our upcoming, you know, future, uh, the Three of Swords is coming up in reverse. And this is all representative of releasing pain. This is re representative of us healing our hearts 
healing our souls, allowing ourselves to know that, you know, change is not easy at all, but it always begets something that's positive on the back end for us. Bryce, you had something to say to that? No, I just, uh, yeah, change is hard. Sometimes we fight change and the more we fight it, the more hard that it, for me, it seems. And then mm-hmm. when I realize it's like, just let go, let it happen. Um, okay. You know. And sometimes we real hard headed when it comes to the theme of change. Cause it's just like, we feel like we have to be in control of what the change looks like. And you know, the universe is running on its own little universal time. So it's important for us to remember that we are stepping into this month of allowing ourselves forgiveness. Do you need to forgive yourself for what you thought you would do this summer or what you thought, you know, you would be able to like get into, or maybe there was something you were planning for like the month of September or like beyond that's not actually happening. You had to pivot. Um, or maybe there's somebody in your life that you just need to forgive as a whole. Mm. This is what's going to be coming up um, throughout the first two weeks of the month of September. But it's important for us to remember that broken hearts mend with time. You are given this time to mourn your losses and let go and move on. So what are you letting go of? What are you moving on from? How are you? Because, you know, just because you're being told to move on does not mean that the past is still going. You know, it's not just going to disappear. The past Mm. may still come up. You know what I mean? It's all about how you deal with it in the present. So as we're coming to this most present moment, as you are stepping into the month of September, your major theme is all balance. Okay, and if something feels imbalanced, why does it feel that way? I want you to ask yourself this question. If I'm feeling very imbalanced in my spirit, is this because this does not resonate with me anymore? This environment doesn't resonate with me anymore. Um, Maybe I just don't have the same energy that I need to and I need to go home and like rest, rejuvenate, relax. It's all about you figuring out how to make sure things are on proper scales for you so that way you don't feel like you're giving way too much and then not leaving enough for yourself to fill your well, fill your cup. I'll give you an example because I love, you know, uh, real life examples that say you know you used to be a concert concert girl a party girl you feel what i'm saying like you like to be out in the streets and stuff like that but because of everything that's been happening you know with covid it's shifted your reality as far as like how many people you want to be around um maybe just like the types of environments you feel comfortable being in and it's like that's okay you know what works for you you know how many people you feel comfortable being around maybe it's like you know music energy has changed it's all about you figuring out where are you today and how do you allow yourself to always know that you're striving for that balance once again, striving for um, those laws of karma to really just like rebalance himself out again. Another thing that I want to put out there is if you're dealing with any sort of legal troubles, um, this may be a time where you are having to make sure that you're weighing all perspectives um, and figuring out what the root cause of whatever issues are. Okay, Um, this is a moment for you to get other people invested in the help uh, or the other people invested so that way they can assist you with whatever goals you have, you know, for uh, maybe your taxes. You still got to get done. Maybe you got to pay some stuff off. Like this is a moment where it's just like get those things in order because we don't want no drama when it comes to the tax people and stuff like that, okay? Because they will try it. They tried it with me before and we don't need them trying it with you. But it's very important for you to be honest with yourself. If you feel like you've done best with whatever situation may be coming up in the month of September, go ahead and know that you've done the best that you can. Take it and file it under lessons learned. So I want you to think about any situations, any people, any events in your life that may have felt unfair recently. 
And if you're seeking to blame anyone who could be held accountable, maybe it's you that has to take some blame for some things or quote unquote, it's not blaming yourself. It's just taking accountability. And it's like, what do you want your new life to look like? And are you ready to do the work that comes along with it? You know, we we struggle um, to heal sometimes like healing is a, a life journey. And it's important for you to take a step back to remind yourself like, okay, um, I have to be gentle. Um, I have to give myself some time to move through and take, you know, accountability for the new things that I'm wanting to have in my life. And maybe if I want to, you know, see something new taking place in my reality, what's the work that I have to do in order to get there? And keep in mind that you can't do this with yourself or do this by yourself. Excuse me. Um, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, I was just saying that that resonates with me a lot. And even before we started this, um, someone had like emailed me from my past. Um, mm. They had like read an article about something and they were like reaching out to get in contact with me. And um, I was like, they're like, hey, I like I knew Bryce and like his brother. And I'm like looking at the name and I'm like, I don't remember who this is. Mm-hmm. Then I like I remembered who it was and just I automatically went back to like elementary school Bryce and I was like oh this person was like not friendly to me mm. um, and for me that just like it, it just when you say like you know healing is a process and I think that a lot of the times we try to heal ourselves um, in the place in which we were at now and mm-hmm. I think that it's important to like sometimes we need to heal that inner child yes. and just in that like moment I was thinking like oh that person was like mean to me first of all bish that's like 20 <laughs> years ago right. and like you know I have to it's so weird because it's like I have to bounce back and forth like I like I, I need to tend to young Brycey but I also have to be adult Brycey mm-hmm. and be like you cannot hold someone accountable for their past actions as a child um, okay. and you need to meet that person with grace and love and you also need to like go back and actually like check in on that young Brycey and be like you know you you People were mean, yes. Mm-hmm. People like, but you you have to allow that you you have to allow that healing process. So it's definitely yes. such a complicated thing for me, and but it definitely ring it it resonates with me a lot. Yes, and I also want to say one of the the lessons that I learned this year that you brought up when you said that you can't let your inner child make adult decisions. Mm. Um, and that is yes. I had heard, I want to say like a couple of months ago, and it stuck with me because a lot of the times, like in my mind, this is where I sometimes I'm just like functioning in like who I used to be or like how I used to act. And it's like that does not resonate with where I am, like in this day and in this age. And I can't let my past trauma and my past pain make decisions for me today. You feel what I'm saying? Like they right. can inform the decision, but that doesn't mean that they have to be the only factor that goes into decision making and how I respond to people and how I show up as my authentic self because that's always changing you feel what I'm saying and it's just like I want to be the most holistic uh, upgraded adult version of myself and even though I do listen to you know because I call my he's that's peanut that's my mom used to call me growing up little Gary uh, little DeAndre so it's like I have to talk to my inner peanut and be like you know peanut like you cannot let yourself get caught up in the negativity what you think other people may be saying about you or believing about you if you don't believe that about yourself and you get to you know what I'm saying you get to be grown and get to be strong you get to uh, stand up as your true full blue self today you feel what I'm saying like this yes. is not who you were when you were 10 or 11 so that's yes. super important thank you so much for sharing that and I love that you said that because that goes perfectly into our last card 
which as long as you remind yourself to stay in the guise of the Hierophant. So whenever the Hierophant shows up for me um, in this future position, it represents teaching. It represents learning. It represents being part of something that makes you feel a part of something. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it reminds me of the type of people who are looking to learn and looking to like, you know, it's, it's time to go back to school. Like it's back to school time. You know, the kitty's back in school. They get on the yellow school bus and stuff like that. And you know that they're going to learn. They're going to step into their new year and take advantage of the lessons that are coming their way. And if you think about this season as a time where you are taking advantage of the lessons that are coming your way, um, some people may be out there looking for a mentor. Like if there's a skill that you are trying to learn or step into a little bit more, this may be a great time for you to ask somebody else for help. You are not made to do this alone. It's time for you to figure out what traditions work well for you or what type of traditions are you wanting to create and stay woke. This is a time for you to honor those traditions in your life because those are the things that help you to feel grounded and help you to feel even more connected to yourself. What rituals do you create for yourself in your daily reality? Like when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do before you go to bed? What do you do? Do you have people that you talk to regularly, you know, throughout your month, you know, because you can't talk to everybody every week and stuff like that. Maybe you do have some people to talk to every day. Are they a part of your life that help you to keep yourself afloat in the midst of all of this, you know, releasing pain and all of this heartbreak healing that you are in the midst of? And this is how you keep yourself grounded. It's also important for you to remember that uh, with the Hierophant, it talks about working in groups. Um, it talks about, you know, broadening your scope and expanding your knowledge in conjunction with other people. So this is time for you to figure out who you work well with and who do you want to grow alongside in this season of your life. I think about, you know, the month of September because I think about my life in quarters or, the you know, the years in quarters. So I'm like, okay, we're getting ready to come closer to the end of quarter three. So what am I, you know, closing out certain chapters with as we are coming forth with the new moon um, in Virgo, which is going to be happening on the 6th of September. We have a full moon that's coming on September 20th. So it's like by the time you get to the uh, the middle slash end of September, I want you to think about what you are preparing to step into the last quarter of 2021. Um, what inspiration do you have for yourself? Uh, how are you finding your personal power? How are you allowing yourself to analyze your health, your career, your relationships in a positive manner? So that way, you know that whatever's coming your way, you're ready to do because you've done the work. You have the people around you to support you to your success and everything's coming up roses. So overall, this is a month for you to really focus on healing your heart, opening yourself up to people around you in a way that you may not be accustomed to opening yourself up to them and find that balance once again. You know what I mean? Like find the way that you feel most secure and most loving bringing yourself to other people around you. Okay. Yes. Yes. So the month of or the month of September. No, we ain't talking about August no more. Month of September is sounding very grounding, and I mean it is an Earth sign. We are in Virgo season officially, so you know Virgo energy is very like analytical. It's also very uh, likes to be very stable. If you think about any type of Virgos, shout out to all the Virgo folks out there. Y'all always uh, knock out um, you know your plans very very well. Um, and you're always very focused on your goals. So thank you all for that grounding energy you're bringing into the season because the summer was very very hot and I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Child, well, you're going to be over the snow, too. So pick a oh, side. Child, what listen. do you want? I would like fall, please, okay? Like, I would like the fall, you know, when the, the leaves is changing and everything like that. It's a nice, cool breeze. That's what I'm waiting for. So I would like to get into that, and then we could talk about snow when it gets to that time. But we, you going too fast for me. We don't okay, already gone through that. Right, listen, slow down. We're trying to get through sorry. the fall. Well, you okay? the one that said the inner, in quarter. I okay. said, oh, <laughs> the, the, the year over. The, I mean, damn, there it is. I was about to say, the time you turn around, look at August. She flew by. It's about to be September, and then we're about to turn around. It's going to be November. It's going to be Thanksgiving, child. <laughs> right, but we're not going to flash forward too much to the future. We're just trying to be here in September today, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I receive it. I love it. Thank you so much, Gigi. Thank you, Peanut, for coming through with this amazing uh, forecast, because it definitely speaks to me. Before we go, let the people know where they can follow you at, what you got cooking up over there, and your mystical, blessed realm. Yes, thank you so much for asking. Well, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, at GangstaGurry, Gangsta with an A, because, you know, we don't do that ER buster Buster. here, okay? Like, because we, we know how to spell gangster, because I'm a real gangster, okay? Um, mm-hmm. But you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Instagram. Do have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash GangstaGurry, where I like to talk to, you know, people that subscribe to my work, share upcoming things that I may have going on. Um, if you did it here, if you are uh, not familiar, um, and you are, you know, a person of color, I recently just um, had a class where I was teaching how to interview your deck along with um, some other wonderful spiritual practitioners, um, Ahime um, and Juju, where we talked about getting back to our roots, how to tap into our African spirituality. So check that out if you're interested. Um, and in the month of September, I'm keeping it real low key. You know what I'm saying? Make sure my hair is did, make sure you know my chest is right and everything like that. So I'm just going to be uh, keeping it real close to the chest. But y'all should hear something from me closer to the month of October. So keep your eyes out for that. Yes, and we will look forward for our October premonition. Who knows? Maybe there might be a Gigi and Bryce link up between now and then. We never know. We never know. (laughs) Thank you so much. And listen, we will be... I'm about to say, well, yeah, we'll be with you soon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hallelujah. Holla. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me. Might be you. Might be And just like that, we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. Okay, listen, it ain't even no introduction. It should come to you as no surprise. CBS has announced the cast of Survivor 41. Okay, we all can scream. Okay, Survivor is back. And baby, I have to tip my hat off to CBS. Okay, because looking at the cast of Survivor 41, ooh, the colors in there. Baby, the colors is all through and out. It has to be Survivor's most diverse cast. And I am so excited. It's a cast that I could look at and say, oh my God, this is a cast I could be successful on. This is a cast I could see myself in. And I just think about all of the other melanated people out there that are going to be watching the season that can see themselves, that can see representation. Because listen, you know, on this podcast, okay, representation matters. So I have... 
to give the cast of Survivor season 41 free of the week, baby. I am so excited to watch the season. I listen, Survivor is back, baby. Okay, I can't wait to cover it on Survivor News. I am so excited. Okay, what I'm even more excited about is you know it's a look. It's coming. I have not. I've only seen the cast photo, okay? There are select members of the cast that I follow just randomly. Um, and you know, I gotta follow more of them. I gotta get into it, but I'm waiting for the official it's a look with Robert and your baby boy Bryce Isaiah for me to really dive deep into the cast. But from what I can see from the cast photo, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I'm just so excited. Survivor is back. Okay. We didn't want a whole year without Survivor. I don't know what I done did, but it's back. Okay. And you guys can join Bryce. And when presents the return, if you got your tickets, I will see you at the party. Okay. And if not, if some left, y'all better get on the computers and get it. I, um, yes, I just, I am so honored and privileged to have been a part of the change. You know, there's a lot of things in life that we see that we comment about that we're like, oh my God, why they ain't do this? Why they ain't do that? But you know, we spoke out, you know, we met with CBS, a lot of the survivors, myself, Jatia, Ramona, Jamal, Julia, Sabrina, Wendell, and we had a meeting with Survivor and they heard us and they said, how can we make it better? And we laid out action plans up to how they can make it better. And again, I have to tip my hat off to CBS Survivor because they is doing the damn thing with that season. I don't even know what the season given, but I know it's going to be some fire. Okay. I'm ready to drink. I'm ready to cuss. I'm ready to scream. Okay. I, I mean, from the cast photos I saw a couple of zaddies I don't know but yes if the cast of Survivor season 41 is the freak of the week that means we are coming to a close of another amazing episode Purple Pants Posse you know I love you for life thank you so much for always supporting your baby boy tuning in listening to the craziness that is Bryce Isaiah I so ap- appreciate you but listen if you have not already please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from, baby. We are there. Okay, you know my uncle Pookie. He's riding around Philly. You can get the subscription out of his trunk. Make sure you write a review. Make sure you give your baby boy some five stars. And make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants.